Cynics on Disney Podcast contains adult language. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Cynics on Disney Podcast, presented by Nightclub33.com. Welcome into this week's episode of the Cynics on Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Bobby, a.k.a. the Disney Cynic. And I'm Amanda, a.k.a. the Anti-Cynic. And today I'm a little bit, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit weird today, I'm not going to lie. Uh, today, hey. t- today of all days, uh, yes, I- I'm-, I'm weirder than normal today, um, because... And by today, he means Thursday, June 23rd. That That's what I was getting at, because today is my birthday, and, hey. and, and you know, th- we- oh god, here we go, no, 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 <sighs> somebody's got... Th- We've got to get like a pest control service for these children. I'm telling you. And you would think we have an extra dog in the house this weekend. You would think that he would have kept him out. No, no, he's amenable to children. But anyway, I we we digest or actually we don't. Um, not for this episode anyway. But <laughs> so, um, yeah, today's my birthday, and and I'm I'm feeling a little bit like amped up i think it's because of all the sugar in that monkey bread that you made all of a sudden like it's just starting to now now hit me like holy crap like wow and so i may crash at some point in the episode and if that happens uh jesus take the wheel uh and amanda take the show oh god think we can handle that nope okay well i guess you crash if you crash, then this is going to be a hell of an episode. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's what I'm rooting for here. Um, today, we are going to talk about a restaurant that Amanda and her squad uh, got to go to after they went to go ride Guardians of the Galaxy together. It's one that I definitely have railed on. Let's just put it that way. Without even having been there, uh, and I, I now feel justified with everything that I have said. So, Amanda, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Space Two Twenty. Why are they? St- I also don't know why they're cheering. I don't either. That that's more like it. that's kind of yeah. yeah. And I feel. I feel bad that this is one that you've railed on because I remember when this restaurant was announced, like you were so excited for this restaurant because you love mission space. You love pretty much anything to do with space. And you were so excited for this restaurant. And then like the more details that came out about it and then it opened and then you were just like, Oh, this sounds disappointing. And then I ate there. All right, man, give us the history on Space 220, just okay, just so that we're because I believe it was announced back in 1999, if I'm not mistaken, before <laughs> Mission Space was even opened. Am I correct in that? Actually, no, no it, you were not correct. It was oh, okay. um, announced at D23 in 2019. It was actually supposed to open in fall of 2019, um, but it didn't. Well, of course. <laughs> um various things happened um, to cause delays 
in um, construction. It eventually finally opened in September. It opened on September 20th, 2021. Um, It is in the Mission Space Pavilion. So if you're walking up to the pavilion, Mission Space is to the left. Space 220 is to the right. You know what? No, I'm going to correct you. Um, Mission Space is to the straight. And Space 220 is off, like, way to the right. Because I feel like, you know, yes, you have to to enter through the left-hand side. Like, everything about that, that building is mission space, except this one little sliver over here that, that says Space 220. Like, it barely acknowledges the restaurant's location to me. I, so I don't know. That, that's just me. you say that, and then, like, once you actually, like, go back there... There's a lot more to that pavilion. Oh, I'm sure. sure. (laughs) um, But anyway, so it opened on September 20th, 2021. Um, The concept of this restaurant is that you take a space elevator, what they call a Stellivator. Oh, I love that. Oh, I'm so fucking angry. Uh. <laughs> On a journey. Oh, God. The bun just hurts. 220 miles above Disney World. Hence why it's space 220. Now, you're going 10,000 miles per hour in this elevator. Mm-hmm. Um... And to the Centauri Space Station um, to enjoy what they call fine dining. (laughs) I use that term very loosely. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are panoramic night and day views of Earth. And it is corresponding with if, you know, if it's daytime outside um, at Epcot, it's going to be daytime. Like that's going to be your views. Um, so, so don't go to this restaurant at night, apparently, unless you don't want to see the Earth. No, like what no you'll see. No, what you'll see. So like, um, you know how like if anytime you see like satellite images of Earth, like when we were watching like the screensavers on Apple TV, if you see satellite images of the Earth at night and you see like the lights from yeah, the city, no, no, I, I get that's it. what I get you it. would see um, if you ate there for dinner and it was night. Kind of feels though. Like you would want to see like the whole planet. Well, keep in mind now during the summer because the sunset's so late here now. For the mo and you know Epcot closes when it's still pretty much light outside. <laughs> Almost, yeah. Um, you you know most of the time right now during dinner you're not going to see a nighttime scene anyway you're pretty much gonna be all daytime because I, I of guess when I, when the sun sets but um it is corresponding to and i think i mean i think that's pretty cool the view was cool i i did like the view well hold um, on. we didn't really finish the history i don't think no, did we no um Let, let's wait to get so, into the review part until okay okay, we okay. actually get the so, review so so you do have these panoramic views of the earth along with like some things happening in you know in space and stuff um really cool thing the planners um when they were the imagineers and they were planning out the stellivator 
Um, they actually consulted with NASA um, engineers on the design of this type of space elevator. I'm not okay. sure how. Na- it's a real thing. It's a real concept. I understand it. The The basics of it are you draw instead of reentering the Earth's atmosphere like a like a rock or a plane, which is what they've basically done uh, for for every other space mission. You just instead lower a bunch of cords to the ground. You hook it up. And technically speaking, as long as you keep the angle right and everything like that, that space station is always going to be in free fall. And so it's always going to be taut. And so you you can theoretically build upon a structure, uh, you know, or a cable. Basically, you can build a structure upon it, including but not limited to an elevator, which, you know, an elevator would be moving rather slowly compared to a rocket. Um, but you, nonetheless, you would probably get to, you know, the, the top of that after a couple hours. Um, based on today's, you know, technology, I would, I would assume. Um, or you would, you know, use a bullet train type thing and, you know, shoot up there to the, to the very top. Which did they choose for you, Amanda? Well, apparently we were going 10,000 miles per hour. In the elevator. In the elevator. Like going upward. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a 220 mile trip. We were going 10,000 miles per hour. So. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I want to do the math on this. Okay. So 10,000 miles per hour. Here, 220 math podcasting. That's what people came here for, right? Mm-hmm. All right so that is a factor of 0. 0.022. Um, go ahead and multiply that times 50 and times yeah. 1.32 seconds. Sounds right. That's all you would need, need to be in the elevator for. Yeah, we weren't in the elevator long at all. But if you're beyond in it beyond 1.32 seconds, then they've lied to you. I mean, we were. It was not that short of a trip, but it was not. Well, again, Disney fails the math when it comes to fucking mission space. Like I don't understand this. We've been through how many times have I been through this? At least one article, at least one podcast, and several conversations at dinner. I've heard the the conversations way more than I care to care to hear. Why do you um, have to be like this? So I have video of the elevator. We were in the elevator for about a minute and a half. Okay. So a minute and a half, huh? Yeah. It's literally like exponentially longer than you would need to be <laughs> in the <laughs> elevator. <laughs> Just saying. But all right, so you're anyway. in the elevator. Is it does thus in the history by the way, I feel like we need to delineate here. I'm sorry. Have we ended the history portion? I've got just a couple more things to point out. Well, then let's go with a couple other things then before we get to, to this. That's what I'm trying to do. Things. You 
deviated off. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. Fine, fine. Um, Continue. Um, a couple of things I do want to point out. First of all, this is a um, restaurant that is not owned and run by Disney. So this is not a Disney restaurant. It is on Disney property, but it is not a Disney restaurant. It is run by the Patina Restaurant Group. They own several restaurants all over the world. They own several restaurants at Disney World in particular. Um, they own the following at Disney Springs. They own Enzo's Hideaway, Maria and Enzo's. Um, Pizza Point, um, Morimoto Asia, and the Edison, all at Disney Springs. And then over also in Epcot, they own all three restaurants in the Italy Pavilion. Um, They also run several of the restaurants at Downtown Disney and Disneyland as well. Um, So, yeah. There you go. Okay. So, that explains it. All right. Hmm. That explains it. Uh, just for context here, I believe it was our very first episode uh, that we reviewed. Was it the first or the second? I feel like it was the first. It probably was the for, first. From uh, where we reviewed Maria and Enzo, or excuse me, just Enzo's. Uh, Enzo's hideaway. Fuck Maria. Uh, it was just Enzo's hideaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking at the time, you know, this isn't good. But it's not bad. I'm going to try to be kind of positive because this is the first episode. And, like, no, I don't feel like I got what I paid for because, boy, do we pay a lot for me to have kind of still, like, that feeling after you have Chinese food where you're still hungry for some reason. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and it's, that one was literally just due to a lack of food. Um, and And so... Looking back on it, uh, Enzo's Hideaway was garbage, especially compared to some of the places that we've been since. Because we, you and I have, had never really been the dining connoisseurs. Really? Yeah, place. we really, we, our trips before we moved down here, we were focused more on getting into the parks, doing the attractions. We quick service. Really, yeah, we did a lot of quick service because we were more focused on the attractions because we weren't living down here. Right. <laughs> we and were now, trying to get now, as much done as we could. And now that we live here, we, we definitely are, are you know, and taking a slow become, boat. Yeah, we, we don't. Um, we, <laughs> we make it a point to tell people that we don't rope drop. So, like, when we have people that come to visit we are we are straight up like we don't rope drop no (laughs) um and and also like we do take the time to go check out a different restaurant and we we want to to have that variety now uh instead of you know casey's corner which don't get me wrong still delicious still Uh, those corn dog nuggets i know i know but it's not necessarily something that we're gonna you know go out of our way for anymore whereas before it was kind of like that was the meal that we were looking forward to mm-hmm. like i remember on our it wasn't our honeymoon i don't think it might have been our first trip down here um where we or our second trip down here uh where we made it a point to go to casey's mm-hmm. uh when we went to magic Kingdom. no more no more um, but anyway, but, you know, getting back to, to the the point of the, all of that was to say we have now expanded our horizons when it comes to dining. 
And yeah. I, uh, to, to Enzo's, right? Yeah. yeah, I remember our biggest gripe with Enzo's being the portion size. Um, because like, it was expensive and you didn't get a lot of food for what you paid. But looking back, I mean, it wasn't just that. It was the quality as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, anyway. And that, I think, is a the theme for all of patinas. I, I don't know. Yeah, it is the patina restaurant group. I, I've i heard great things, though, about Morimoto Asia, though. So I, that one may be the exception to the rule. Um, and I we've eaten at... Um, the wine bar in the in the Italy Pavilion, and I I liked it there. It might have been before because it's been called Via Napoli for that's true. It may be years. Yeah. Uh, so we may have well, been no, there, but Via Napoli is the restaurant part. The um, wine bar well, part, so, the cellar, is something yeah, it's, different. It's Via Napoli, the cellar. I'm pretty Mm-mm. sure Mm-mm. the bar. Yeah, it's to it's Tudo Gusto. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, anyway, it's all, all three are owned by the same people anyway now. Mm-hmm. So point, point being, though, that um, I, I kind of feel like we caught it before. Maybe. I don't know when, you know, if they've been owned the whole time or if they were bought out. I, I feel like they were bought out. Um, any, anyway, so. Let's let's get to this review because I you know I'm gonna continue with my zero out of five stars. Uh, from what I understand, the place has no atmosphere whatsoever. Um, <laughs> so do do you want me to tell you like about like our like before like I give like the stars? Well, yeah, no, no. I wanted to give my review, having oh, never been there okay. before. Okay. Uh, you know, and that it's zero out of five, no atmosphere. That's my review. Got you. Uh, okay. And now the floor is yours. Okay, so we decided kind of on a whim we were going to try to get in there because none of us had ever eaten there before. And we were like, hey, you know, we got, you know, we managed to get in the virtual queue for Guardians. Let's try our luck with Space 220. Um, So we got there. They opened at 11. We were going to try just for the lounge, but there was like a two-hour wait for the lounge. Um, And it's not, like, you can't get a reservation for the lounge. It is first come, first serve. So we would have had to stand there for two hours. But they had availability for a walk-up reservation. She's like, yeah, we can get you in at, like, 1 o'clock for a reservation for the restaurant. Um, So we're like, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. So you know, we were able to walk around and kind of do a couple of other things while we waited. Um, and we came back for our reservation and, <laughs> and we get in there, you know, get checked in. They give you like this little quote unquote boarding pass for the elevator. Oh. Um, <laughs> so like they take you back and you go like back around kind of behind the mission space pavilion um to the actual like restaurant building um and you get this little pass for the elevator and you kind of got to wait in another line to board the elevator and then you board the elevator the elevator is that's really cool because you do like they it 
they have like video and you can like watch as you go up and ascend into space and it's like they've got both above you and below you so you can watch as you get further away from um disney world and you can kind of see disney world getting smaller and smaller and then you know if you look above you you can see the space station getting closer to you and then you get off you know once you dock the space station you get off they greet you at the hostess stand they take you to your table the view is gorgeous like they they really outdid themselves with the view not gonna lie it's really cool to you know be able to walk in and see just this great view of you know earth and you do see like people doing spacewalks there's apparently somebody walking you know like spacewalking their dog kind of out there there's a lightsaber battle going on uh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm shaking my head just vigorously, trying not to. You know what? Who the hell takes a dog on a spacewalk? Someone who has their dog in space does. Listen, I can imagine bringing our golden doodle up there, and for God's sake, that is a comedy of errors. Um, talk about Airbud, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, that that would be the worst possible scenario <laughs> uh, to bring our dog into space. Don't get me wrong. We're watching my brother's German Shepherd this weekend. He is far and away more equipped both mentally and physically uh, to handle the environment of zero G. Nonetheless, even he would freak the fuck out. There's yeah. no reason to ever bring a dog into space. Never. Never. It's not like they're going to have a, you know, a sniffer uh, issue up there. <laughs> Um, on your way to the table, they take you through the the wine cellar. Like, it's this gigantic, like, hall. <laughs> like, you just walk through. Okay. Um, and, like, on both sides of the wall, it's all the bottles of wine that they have. <laughs> um, and they make, and they're like, yeah, we use all of these. These are all the, the bottles that we serve in the restaurant. Um... You know, we got seated at our table. Our server was very friendly um, and very knowledgeable about the food. This is a prefix dining experience. Um, so we had lunch for adult. The pricing is $55 for lunch. Jesus um, I thought it was $35. It's $55. Why did I um, say yes, you can go to this thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm I'm frugal, guys. But but seriously, fifty five dollars well, <laughs> per person. Mm, yeah, per adult. For children, um, for dinner for adults, it's seventy nine dollars. That's ridiculous too. But did- <laughs> for children, it's the same price for lunch and dinner. Children, it's ages three to nine, and lunch and dinner for them, it's twenty nine dollars. Um, I think it could pass for a nine-year-old. I know, right? Plus, their menu looks a lot better, to be quite honest. Um, but the the it's modern American cuisine, um, and the dishes have themed names. Oh, God. <laughs> you're gonna love this. Uh, um, I think I know some of them. 
Starry Calamari, I'm aware of. Yes, yeah, Starry Calamari. Um, I, d- I did not have a... Um, Oh no, I did have an appetizer because you, you get to. an appetizer. Yeah, you had to. You get an appetizer for lunch. This prefix menu it comes with an appetizer and a main course. So my appetizer was the space greens, which okay. was lettuce, watermelon, um, spiced pecans, and an apple cider dressing. Um, and that I know that disgusting. Oh, it's so good. I love that stuff. So no, good. Lettuce and watermelon together? Yeah, so good. So good. Oh. And spiced pecans. Oh, delicious. Um, And then I know that um, Alyssa had the Big Bang um, Burrata cheese um, with <sighs> grilled artichoke hearts and arugula. Um, and a sunflower seed romesco. Um, what? Okay, I understood like two of those words. <laughs> she basically had cheese with some artichokes and some arugula, which is a type of lettuce. Yeah, but what was the, the last stuff that you were talking a about? A sauce. It's a sauce. Okay, thank you. That's what I was looking for. And then I believe Sabrina had the calamari. Okay. Uh, any anything else I liked, about it? I liked the space greens. Um, Alyssa really liked her um, burrata, and I believe that um, Sabrina liked her calamari. Now, this at this point in our meal, everything was going fine. Okay, <laughs> this point we got our appetizers out in a fairly good time um you know everything was running pretty smoothly it was after this point that everything went downhill <laughs> like so bad <laughs> please keep in mind that we had a 1 p.m reservation okay well okay. describe how it goes downhill okay you know 1 p.m reservation we got there at 1 p.m we got set on time um you know by like 130, 145-ish. We'd had our appetizers. Like, we're good. Um, We put in our order for, you know, because like, we had to order everything together. So we ordered our appetizers and our entrees together. So for our entrees, both myself and Sabrina had the Centauri Burger and did you just say that you were willing to spend $55 on a, a salad and a burger? I was not willing to try their steak. Huh. Okay. Because right. I was and and after my experience, I'm really glad I didn't. Um and then um Alyssa had their salmon. I just, not, none of this sounds appealing as a meal. None of this should have cost $55. Right. But here's the thing. Again, we had a 1 p.m. reservation. Again, we got our appetizers 
you know, by the time we made it to our table and all, like, our appetizers came, you know, we got everything at a decent amount of time. And then we waited. And waited. And waited. And we had our server come out. Um, I will say this. They kept our water glasses full. Like, <laughs> our water glasses were constantly being refilled. Um... But we kept asking, like, where our food was, um, our main courses, and we kept being told, oh, they'll be right out. It'll be right out. It'll be right out. To the point where we got the manager, and the manager came by because our food wasn't out yet. And the manager goes, okay, well, y'all's food is, like, up next. You know, we've had a bit of a delay. We apologize. Your food is up next. It'll be the next one to come out. And then yet we sit there and we watch all these other people's food come out that's not us everybody else's food people that came in after us we're watching them get their food and not just like one or two tables i'm watching all these like everybody else's food come out (laughs) at one point we were told that we were waiting on the burgers Burgers first thing done at another point we were told we were waiting on the salmon Okay, I had a phone call that I had to make at 3.20. It is 3 o'clock and we still don't have food. We've been there for two hours at this point and we still don't have our main courses. And yet everybody else around us has their food. So we got the man, the manager's out walking. We got, actually no, she wasn't out walking. We found our server. I think Alyssa pulled him over and was like, where's our food? Like, (laughs) she has a phone call that she has to make at 320. Where's our food? Also, is there like some place that she can go to make this phone call? And private space lounge. (laughs) Like just somewhere kind of quiet so I can make the phone call real quick. Yeah. The astronaut office. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. You, You know where I was told to make this phone call? Bathroom. No, the like the lobby, like the, where the wine is. Yeah, that that's where that you want to. That's where you'd like to make a private phone call in the middle of where everybody walks in. Okay, yeah, great suggestion. Um. So yeah, that's where I was told to make this phone call. Um. But then, so at about three o five, the manager comes out and tells us that our food. Will be right out. They had a small fire in the kitchen. Like you have told us three different excuses at this point as to why we have not gotten our food in two hours. I, I, I mean, listen. If I was gonna, if I was managing a restaurant, and I have, um, and I had to deal with a small fire, and I have not, um, I sure as shit would not be telling all the customers. Hey, by the way, just to let you know, we, we needed to call the fire department for no, small and I grease get fire. That, but when we're told, okay. We're waiting on the burgers. Oh, we're waiting on the salmon. Oh, your food's the next food to come out. Right. Oh, That's my point. It's not know, It's not that a small fire affected solely the three of y'all's food. Right. We're wait- I'm watching all these other people get their food. And we're still waiting. We sat there for two hours. 3.15 is when our food finally came to the table. 
I had to pretty much immediately get up and go make my phone call. Now, luckily, my phone call lasted maybe five minutes. But let me tell you something. By the time I made it back to the table, that burger I ordered was already cold. Of course. It was on the table for five minutes. And it was already cold. Also, I make a better burger. Of course you do. Of course that, you do. That was the thinnest patty I have ever seen in my life. McDonald's mm. makes a better burger. Wow. That's saying something, because McDonald's makes some shitty-ass hamburgers. Right. McDonald's makes a better burger. Like, I would eat a McDonald's burger over that. Wow. I don't know what that was. But it was, like... uh, I mean, I ate it because I was just like, I'm starving at this point. Because you've made me wait on my food for two and a half hours. Sure. Okay. Um, they knew that we were very upset, so they threw in free dessert. <laughs> because they knew we were super pissed off at this point. Um, and God bless Alyssa. <laughs> because Alyssa's like, look, she had to make a phone call and she came back and her food was cold. Can y'all do something <laughs> for that? Um, so yeah, I ended up getting a little bit more than just the free dessert as well because of that too. But, you know, like I had a one o'clock reservation knowing that I had a 320 phone call because I thought it's not going to take me two and a half hours to eat lunch because it shouldn't have taken me two and a half hours to eat lunch. Yeah. So I've got some commentary here uh, based on, on everything you've said. Um, A, I'm justified with my initial uh, zero-star review. Um, you know, I, I'm... You're right that, that it should not take two and a half hours to get food. And here's why. Okay? You are charging not for that shitty food uh, when, when you get sent up to that restaurant, you are charging for the view. It's an added on experience, and I hate it. I hate that it's like this, okay? Um, but if I am spending $55 per person for lunch or $80 per person for dinner, I don't give a damn what the view is at that point. You, you had better come strong with the food. And they very clearly did not. So they're overcharging for for what we're actually paying for, which is this, this view that should be, in, in essence, free to kind of everybody who would like to go see it. Uh, and, and then they're slacking on what should be the main draw, which is the food. Now, I, my presumption is when it came out, did it look pretty? I mean, I took pictures. Hold on. Let me go back and refresh. So the fact that you don't even know off the top of your head, though, that kind of says it all. Most of the time, they usually gussy up the presentation of this shit. And, you know, I I, I don't like I will say this. 
the fries that I got with my burger were delicious. Like that was the best part of that meal. Okay. Were those fries. Um, How is a side item the best part of the meal? Right. Right. Um, But that burger, like, and you know what? I'm going to send you the picture. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you can see for yourself. Sure. um, What my meal looked like. (laughs) Because that burger did not look great <laughs> yeah. yeah, i'm still waiting on oh here we go and you can also kind of what the fuck i did what <laughs> guys this isn't even like funny how terrible this presentation is like right well put this shit up on the instagram page um because like uh, you know hack into the twitters and facebooks of the, the, out there and put it out there too this is ridiculous. Like, the, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should absolutely be ashamed of themselves for the service. They should absolutely be uh, ashamed of themselves for the quality of the food, for the presentation of the food, even. Like, I don't know. Put a, like, stamp a star into, or toast a star into the freaking burger bun. Something. Like, this is, this is bad. This is just very, very bad. But you know what? Listen, we've kind of gone a little bit here in in on it. I've given my review. Having not been there, Amanda, can you please give us a five, you know, a one to five rating on Ocean Four Twenty? I'm gonna give it a one. And the only reason, the only reason it's getting a one is because of the, like, the view and. The cool elevator ride. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah, I, I can't even like justify that. Honestly, it's still zero stars for me. Like, I get the view is cool. the The food was. It's not worth the fifty five dollar price tag for lunch. I don't even want to even attempt dinner. Um, I did, I will say this, I misspoke earlier when I said that the lounge was like a first come first serve. No, they do take reservations for the lounge. It's the bar, like sitting at the actual bar. That's like a first come first serve. Um, so the lounge they do take reservations for, that's not a prefix menu. It's a, and they do have, it is a different menu. Yeah, they got a lobster roll or something. Yeah. Um, A couple of shitty named drinks and, you know. Um, That may be the way to go if this is something you want to do. Um, But. I I, I don't even think I could stomach that. I, I, I cannot at all recommend the actual restaurant part of Space 220, like at all. Like. It's 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 nowhere near, and the fact that the service we had, again, our server himself was like very he was fantastic and very knowledgeable. Um, but the fact that we kept getting different excuses as to why our food was taking so long, the fact that we waited two and a half hours for our food, um, like, and then the fact when it came out, it took f- five minutes, and my food was cold. Um, you know, like, 
yeah, it, it just it, yeah, it was not a good experience. All right, so I guess the the conclusion there is uh, avoid space two twenty. Like apparently the rest of the crew at not club thirty three dot com tries to avoid mission space, um, which is a shame because this is such a good concept. It really is, and it sounds like they executed the visuals just straight up awesomely. I think. I think if Disney owned the restaurant, it would be better. Well, that's the problem. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They were developing that technology specifically for Galaxy's Edge. That's all they cared about. If we're being yeah. honest, I, I don't that like no one's come out and said that, but they didn't care about opening up a restaurant. Right. They they built that restaurant so that they could test out this technology and. See if they could get it to work in a kind of a stationary type application. And then they said, here, uh, Katinas, here's the, the keys to the kingdom uh, on this. You do this. And then, you know, somebody uh, who thinks that aioli is the most important uh, ingredient of, of a meal got involved with the menu. I can tell that already. Just, just looking at it. And no. But it, most. Most of these restaurants that Patina owns on Disney property, I I see so many mixed reviews all the time, um, especially the ones in the um, Italy Pavilion. So many mixed reviews. Um, it's never consistent. So for, for right now, they're on my shit list, and we're not going to one of those anytime soon. Amanda. Yeah. There's been a couple of news items here mm-hmm. that that we want to that at least I would like to to kind of point out. Okay. Um, first one kind of up on the docket. I think it was announced today, at my birthday, if you will. Um, what was your birthday present from Disney? Which is not that great of one, if I'm being honest with you. Um. <laughs> Top of the World Lounge is reopening. Okay. Uh, but it's being reopened under a different uh, moniker, it would seem. Um, it's being reopened uh, as a villain's lair. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good idea. Okay. I Just see. like it sounds like the Justice League is a great idea after. <laughs> The Avengers was a great idea. And, and, like, you know, there's like in the Justice League, there's a Legion of Doom. That's where I'm kind of getting a vibe from. You know, is this meanwhile back at the Legion of Doom from like the <laughs> 1970s cartoon that they used to replay all the time on Cartoon Network? Um, okay. I, it looks like they've updated the furniture and the paint scheme up there. We've been up there. Twice, both on the same mm-hmm. trip, uh, and I liked it just fine. Um, I liked that yeah. there was a nice little spot where you know we could kind of get away from it all and have drinks. Yeah, and it was great because of that. Um, and also the fireworks viewing wasn't nearly as heavy as it was over at, um. Well, anywhere at the Contemporary, including but not limited to 
the walkway over to Bay Lake Tower and um, the, the Grand California. Or Grand California. California Grill. Why do I keep getting those two mixed up? Because <laughs> you've been watching the Disney stuff on Disney Plus here the past couple Yeah, of I guess. I don't know. It just... But it's been happening for weeks now. I need to get get my shit together. No. <laughs> um, so I am completely open to the idea of a villain's bar. Hundred um, percent. I don't know that I like the, the this idea. What say you? Let's get. Let, let me expound upon what I would do if I was them, but. I would like to hear what your thoughts are just on the general idea. And, you know, if you've seen the, the, the news articles and what have you, what, what's your reaction? So I'm looking at a news article right now. Cause this is the first I'm hearing about it. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I'm kind of mixed on this. Um, I like the idea of the villains getting a little more, a little more love. <laughs> um, well, don't they just need the love? I Isn't mean, that what makes them evil in the first place? I think so. I think so. Um, I mean, it is apparently keeping the name Top of the World Lounge. They're just adding a subtitle to it. Yeah, that's going to make it better. A <laughs> subtitle. It's top of the world lounge, a villain's lair. <laughs> um, so, according to Disney, so the story behind it is that when it closed, it became it quickly became a devil's playground for some of the villains. Um, I think it will lend itself to some really if they do it right some really cool like cocktail ideas maybe even some really cool like you know like food ideas um this is a chance a really good chance for them to get really creative in that aspect um which that i would be interested in seeing um but my (laughs) my concern is why we gotta make everything ip (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally understand that. Okay, I absolutely understand that. Like, um, me of all people completely understands why why you don't want everything to be IP based. I, I totally get it. Okay, here's the thing though: a villain's bar sounds like a really really cool idea, it does sound especially like a really cool idea. especially for someone like me. Okay, now. There's a YouTube series that I uh, I watch um, called How It Should Have Ended. It's a little animated uh, cartoon series. They take on you know all of everybody's popular favorite movies and everything like that. They just kind of poke holes in it for a couple minutes and then tell you how the movie should have ended based on the plot that was leading up to that point in the first place. Usually it's just kind of a sarcastic look at, at everything like that. But they have these ongoing jokes like, um, Batman and, and Superman always meet at this coffee house, and then all of the heroes from all these movies eventually just meet up with Batman and Superman at the coffee house and then talk about the end of the movie. Um, they also have a villain's pub, and that villain's pub is basically cheers, but for villains, and it's fantastic. It is run by the Emperor from Star Wars, 
It is. Uh, it has every villain that that's ever been in one of their movies. Voldemort's in there. The shark from Jaws is in there. Bowser from uh, you know, uh, like Mario Kart is the is the bouncer, uh, which totally makes sense. Um, Deadpool is frequenting that that establishment, and they but they don't know whether they should keep kick him out or not because he's an antihero. You know, okay. so you know, this is what I would like to see from from Disney. They own half of those properties anyway, not most yeah. of them. You know, so yeah. yeah, no, they don't. They can't have Voldemort in there, but no, they can have Deadpool. They can have everybody else that pretty much that I mentioned. Um, and they not only that, they could have these people like like face character wise, like in the bar drinking. How fun would it be? To go get drunk with Maleficent. Oh, yeah. And I think if... This is where I get a little... A little leery of things like this. This is a very cool idea. Disney... Doesn't know how to do this, I don't think. They don't know how to do villains. No, they can. They can. Disney... Used to be very, very good at storytelling. Um, and that attention to detail and that storytelling element, that makes it. That makes these things. If they can do all of that here, and if what I'm reading in some of these articles, these the storytelling elements that are coming out and like some of the background that they've given some of these bloggers here... If they can bring that in and actually apply that to the actual concept and bring this to life that way, like they did with Trader Sam's. If so, it can so be that's like that's what I want. Is if it can be a Trader of... Sam's but villainy? Yes. That then would be amazing. that would be fantastic. Like if they could do that and make it with like cheers as like a backdrop. That like, would that, be I'm, I'm Fantastic. telling you that, that I would never leave that bar. That would be the most fun that I could possibly have at Disney World is a cheers like bar where all the villains are just getting <laughs> shit faced, like mad because they, they that's lost. That's what Disney needs. That's how Disney can win me over. Yes. One, but that's what I'm concerned with. They're going to take, I am so scared that they're going to take this great idea that they have and completely ruin it. Oh no! It's uh, it's. There's no chance in hell that it's gonna. Uh, it's gonna. Be um, good. But if because they we, do, you and I have already created the perfect version of this, and there's no way that they can live up to that. Like, I need a Trader Sam's, but for villains. Yes, <laughs> that's what I need. Yes, exactly. Because Trader Sam's that would be fantastic. Trader Sam's that is Cheers, but with villains. for villains. Yeah, yes. where everybody knows their name, right. and like Star walks in. And like he cozies up to the bar, Mufasa, like that's what I'm looking for. Jafar walks in, damn Aladdin, and then like he's got a bird on his on his shoulder and shit. Like I'm telling you, like this would this would be sell out like gangbusters. You think Trader Sam's is hard to get into? Talk about a 12 hour wait to get into well, this I mean, bar. This one would be even more exclusive because you have to be a DVC member. Well, okay, so if in my fantasy world, we're you know pardon the pun uh where uh, you know this bar exists it doesn't exist on at top of the world it exists somewhere else entirely but see that's um, that the 
almost I I almost like the idea of it being in the basement of the Grand Floridian. <laughs> because that's like the last place you would expect it. <laughs> right, but it's also where like you know all the like Beast and uh, and uh, Bell and all that shit is, and you know Mary Poppins and like all these peppy positive things, and then there's like just a dungeon where where all the villains yeah. hang out. Like that would be amazing. But, but talk about a missed opportunity. Yeah. But I do like the concept of because Trader Sam's is ridiculous. Like the wait to get into that. Oh yeah, is it's, ridiculous. It's um, but with this, like you have, you can only get in if you're a DVC member or you're with a DVC member. So it's an exclusive thing, and if they make it. To where it's similar to a Trader Sam's, but villains. So, so mom, dad, Becky. They're coming Labor Day. Your parents are coming Labor Day. (laughs) I know where you guys can take us. That's that's my goal now is to to get to this villain bar. And then be super disappointed that it's not like a Trader Sam's Cheers version, like like we're coming up with. So I'm disappointed in that. Uh, I'll I'll admit that that was that was kind of the the news that that shook our world today. On top of that, there was also an announcement of Florida residents uh, getting new discounts for the summertime, which is weird to me. I, I, not that we would get, you know, discounts and stuff. That that's normal. Um but that we would get discounts like so late in the in the summertime. I guess they're really just trying to fill up those rooms at this point. I mean, it's yeah, cuz it's easier for us. Here here come down the street and save $400. Right. This right. It's it's right now it's easier if they have empty rooms especially it's easier to get those of us that are here. Yeah. In the rooms than it is to get especially with gas prices the way they are. Good lord. And plane well, tickets. You know, we're not going to get into that. We're just going to we're going to set that to the side. Uh I'm just saying we, I'm not even like before before we 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 spiral, because boy, I will spiral if you continue to speak of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm in agreement with you there. Um, definitely, definitely, that it's 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 bad. Um, now, at the same time, though, hopefully, who knows? Perhaps we will be able to take um, advantage of the situation. Doubt, doubtful. But we'll see. Uh, and if so, uh, that will certainly be one of our upcoming reviews, wouldn't you say? Um, let's see here. Well, Amanda, tis the summertime. And you promised the, the, us a, a little bit more social media involvement. How have you been doing on that? Mm, I have not. <sighs> I know, I know. But TikTok I'm going to I'm going to, um, I know. Search for us on social media. Uh, yeah, you can do so do. at Cynics on uh, on Disney for 
uh, for TikTok, Instagram, and Pinterest, and at Cynical Disney for Facebook and Twitter. Also, of course, this show is brought to you by NotClub33.com. Go check out NotClub33.com for all the latest and greatest updates, including but not limited to, of course, the Notcast. And guys, this is the the probably the last episode before Fourth of July, so. I'm going to go ahead and alert you. You're going to want to check out the 4th of July show. It's got a a great opening uh, to it. If nothing else, you're going to love that opening, uh, particularly if you love America. Um, Or if you hate America, you're also going to love making fun of me. Let's just leave it at that. Guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to this week's episode. Uh, We genuinely appreciate it. If you liked what you heard, make sure that you're going over to wherever you podcast, subscribing to this, uh, this here uh, podcast. And of course, leaving it uh, a five-star rating and a review. If you wouldn't mind, we we love getting reviews. So please uh, make sure you take care of that. The reason why is because it, well, it spreads the word that it alerts more people uh, and makes it a higher suggestion is particularly on the Apple side of things. So, Make sure that you're uh, taking care of that uh, for us, guys. We genuinely appreciate it. Until next time, we've we've got to get back in the parks and and experience something here so we have something to talk about next week. So I guess guess we're going to have to figure something out. Uh, But you know what? Let's let's do this. Uh, We'll we'll figure uh, out what our next week's show is uh, when, when we get to it. And, you know, until then, thank you so much for listening. And have yourselves a magical, magical fucking day. Space. The last place I want to eat. This episode is the voyage of my wife going to dine at some restaurant in outer space. Her 40 mile mission to get back to the house and not vomit. Because of how cold the food was when it got there. To boldly go where no woman has gone before. <laughs> <laughs>